Hey guys, what's up? It's your boy Nick and Teresa, and, and we, we are, are Candidly Crawford. So, um, basically, we've been quite busy, as you can see. Our first podcast episode was launched um, over a month ago, and now we feel it's very important for us to launch this one. So, we've been quite busy. So, babe, tell them what we've been up to lately. Uh, we've been doing ministry work. Uh, we've been busy with our jobs. It's the holidays. And, you know, this year we are hosting Christmas at our house. Yes, so that's y'all pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's been a lot, you know, trying to get the house ready. Uh, my in-laws are, or my in-loves, they're coming into town, my mother-in-love. And then we have my sister, my brother, then the rest of my family coming together. So it's been a lot. Yeah, it's been a lot of prep work, um, I will say, um, because we actually just moved into our home um, in October. So it's been quite a bit lately. Not only that, work for me has been super crazy, very long nights, um, a lot of days of being very stressed out. So Nick has been um, a witness to that. But not only that, we've been doing a lot in ministry. Um, God has really been moving in our lives um, regarding ministry. Yeah. Um, Nick can talk a little bit more about that as well. Yeah, we've just been um, serving in our church. Uh, and so that's been, that's taking up a lot of time for us. Don't you think, Teresa? Yeah, it's, it's, but it's been a labor of love. It's, it's not that we're complaining or anything, but... Um, uh, as I've mentioned before, when God, when Nick and I, when we pray, we always say we pray and ask God, you know, to bless us so we can be a blessing. And he's done just that. So no complaints over here. It's no, just a lot of work. I will say that when you're working for me, I'm just speaking for myself, but when you're working very late hours and then, you know, um, trying to serve in ministry as well, but I do give it my all. I, of course, I don't come half stepping with that, but ain't no half stepping. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's it's definitely been great to see how God, how fast God has moved. Yes, um, just off of that answer prayer. <laughs> yes, and, and one more thing, Teresa. Um, we were just appointed. Uh, leaders over the grief share ministry at our church. Yes, we have been newly appointed leaders over our widow slash grief share ministry at church. So y'all be in prayer with us. And actually that's going to um, lead us into our topic for our podcast. We are going to talk about grief. It's the holiday season. Yes. Um, special occasions come up, you know, birthdays, anything can trigger grief. And I don't care how long it's been since a loved one has passed um, or whatever situation has caused you grief, there are certain times in your life and even though over the course of years um, where grief pops up and it's like a roller coaster. Uh, yes, I say that all the time. Grief is like a roller coaster that you cannot get off. You have some of your good days, which you are on a high, which you don't think about grief. And then you'll hit a sharp curve or a a steep hill and and you'll be engulfed in grief so yeah that's what we'll be sharing on this podcast yeah so you guys stay locked in we'll be back after this brief moment where we're going to transition into sharing our grief stories stay tuned all right
This is Nick. And this is Teresa. With Candidly Crawford. So, I will be starting um, sharing my relationship with grief. I say that all the time because um, at an early age, I built a relationship with grief. Um, At the age of three, my dad and my grandmother, they were killed in a head-on collision. Um, And so... That's when I started my relationship. Actually, I didn't know how to handle that grief because I was just three. You know what I'm saying, Teresa? And so I didn't deal with that. You know, um, there would be times where I didn't understand why he was no longer here, but I never dealt with it. So, you know, coming up in school, Father's Day was really rough. Um playing different sports and seeing other people's father there, you know, that was kind of rough. Yeah. Um, and so my mom, she remarried and I, you know, this is, this is bad, but I thought that he was going to take the place of my dad and I was sadly mistaken. Um, so it put a bandaid on grief and for me, I just shoved all of those emotions that now I'm growing into. I shoved it to the back of the corner or swept it under the rug. Yeah. So, you know, I went through high school um, not really dealing with it. I just knew that I wouldn't talk about um, my dad not being here. And I resented a lot of people for having both parents a part of their lives. Um, and that's normal, actually. Yeah. When a situation like yours. And it, it's crazy now that I think about it. Um, let, let me rewind. Uh, as, a, as a child, I remember seeing my cousins talk to their dad. And I, w- I wanted to call their father daddy. And oh. it's just now that I think about it, it's really crazy. But It's not crazy. I mean, it's just... It's the void. You want that void filled, and you you didn't really have a chance later on in your later years to even, you know, be cognizant of you saying the word dad or daddy. Yes. So that's normal. So I like, I just, I recently just um, thought about that. I was like, man, what, you know, I felt bad for my younger self because they didn't know how to process everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so... Fast forward, uh, I I came into my adult years, and every Father's Day, I would get sad and stuff like that. And there was one Father's Day that I, it was really bad. I didn't feel like going to church. I didn't feel like celebrating. And, you know, I prayed. I was like, Lord, what is, you know, what's wrong with me? And he was like, well, your, your dad's... Um, purpose on earth was completed with the um with bringing you guys into the world me my brother and my sister wow and so that gave me a little relief to know that he served his purpose he you know and once his purpose was done he was rewarded with heaven but at the same time understanding that still didn't allow me to deal with the grief you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a lot. It, it really was. And so um, 2018, 
at the end of 2018, my grandfather, who was one of the most, you know, persistent and fatherly figures in my life passed. And, you know, we were there. I was there by his bedside when he died, when he transitioned. And so with that death, and it was kind of sudden, with that death brought back the relationships that I, you know, the relationship with grief that I had buried. And so, you know, at that time, I felt like I had to be strong for my family. So, you know, I would uh, hide it or sweep it under the rug so I can be strong. And I felt like I've done that for so long. Like you never really dealt with it. Yes. Like I remember when my sister got married, um, she got a gift. And at the rehearsal, and rehearsals for my our family is funny now. But at the rehearsal, she saw the gift. She ran out the church, right? And so then... I was like, what's wrong? My mama saw the gift. She ran out the church. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> we we got to this meeting space, and I saw the gift. And it was a heart necklace with our dad's picture and my sister's Aww. picture in it. And so everybody was tore up. And, you know, I was like, uh-uh, I can't show my emotions. Let me go ahead and be strong. And I was strong at that time. But... Uh, on the on the ride home, I remember it because it was storming and it was raining. And it wasn't just raining outside. It was raining in my car. Like, I was like, I can't stop the cutting of the onions. <laughs> I mean, but after that, you know, I just mustered up the strength. And at the wedding, you know, Brooke will tell you that I chewed gum the entire wedding because you, you're not about to see these emotions. And so, fast forward to my grandfather passing, um, I would deal with it in private, but in public, um, I was the strong, I was the strong one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, let's fast forward to our marriage. And so, I proposed to Teresa, and in 2022, we started planning for the wedding. And Teresa asked me one simple question. Do you remember? 2021. No, 2022. We started planning. I know, but we already had some plans in place before you proposed, but. Okay. (laughs) Go on, sir. (laughs) So, like I was saying, while we were planning for the wedding in 2022. Lord Jesus. (laughs) She asked me one simple question, and I'm not sure if you remember, do you? Um. And she was I like, do. oh, okay. So she was like, what are you going to do in memory of your dad? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, every emotion that I had swept under the rug, put in a back closet, came at that time. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that we honor him. And I knew that was something um, that would be a little difficult for you. And... I just didn't want trying to cry. So I'm sorry, y'all. No, it's good. Um, I just didn't want that occasion to go by without um, honoring your dad. And when you um, 
not to interrupt your story, but before we um, made it to the altar during our wedding planning process, um, Nick took me to his father and grandmother's gravesite. Yes. And it was a rough one, y'all. It was, um, I know it was tough on Nick, um, but it was equally as tough on me because, um, well, I won't say equally because I, I, not saying that my pain was greater or up there with Nick. So just let me recant that. But my, I, I had um, pain as well because, you know, I've heard so many stories about your dad and I'm just like, I would never ever be able to meet him. Yes. And it still hurts um, that I I can't meet the guy here, the guy that you know God allowed to create you, um, the guy that people say that you um, act, you know um, act just like yes. <laughs> um, you know they said that you have your dad's mannerisms and you know I just have to live through that and I'm not too sure uh, for some of you um, that are friends with us on Facebook I wrote a heartfelt letter to my father in love Nick's dad on our wedding day and I posted it um, it took a lot for me to post it it took a lot for me to write it because I had to hide it from Nick um, but even during the wedding planning process I would say you know even when we would be going in the wedding aisle getting stuff for the wedding I knew it would be hard on Nick and there were times where he had to walk off and I knew why yeah it was it, it was rough and um you know I talked to our pastors about it because you know at this you know it's supposed to be the most happiest time in, in our life and I was still dealing with grief right so um Teresa, she did write the letter, and I read it before uh, the marriage or before the ceremony. Broke down, cried. I was like, okay, but I got to get myself together. <laughs> and so then we get to the venue, and she gave me a gift of, uh, of a painting. Now, before he gets into this story, I warned Nick that he wanted to exchange, you know, bride and groom gift he wanted us to exchange gifts at the venue and because of the type of gift that I got him I told him I don't think it would be the right environment for him <laughs> to, for that gift and he was like no no we're gonna be traditional we're gonna exchange gifts before the ceremony and I'm looking like dude I'm telling you because little does Nick know like I've hid it was hiding in plain sight but the whole time <laughs> this painting was going on like every time they would send me like the progress or the updates my mom would tell you I would call her like bawling in tears and oh, she, wow. she would think something is wrong she's like Teresa what's wrong I'm just like the 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 the, the painting and she was just was like oh lord like <laughs> so I'm telling you guys like it was hard for me to really keep that in I kept it away from his family because I didn't even want the slightest chance of him even knowing what his gift was. And it was because I didn't trust him. 
but I knew how equally hard they would take it as well. So it was tough. That was, I think that was one of the toughest parts of leading up to our wedding is that gift, the gift. Oh, well, so fast forward, we're at the venue and I, I chose to open it there because my guys were with me, my best man, my uncle, uh, Teresa's father, my, and I call him Pops. Uh, he was there, and I had a few, few friends there as well. So I opened the gift, and uh, it was a painting of me, my grandfather, and my dad. And when I tell you, it pulled at our heartstrings. Like my brother was messed up. It, my whole the whole wedding party was messed up, and. You know, it brought me back to a, a space that I try to ignore, but I have come to grips uh, that this relationship with grief is, is ongoing. You know what I'm saying? It is. And you know what? Um, it's funny you said that because by me watching how you dealt with grief since, you know, we've even dated even up into, you know, our marriage, um, even now, the holiday season, that has shown me, you know, I know that grief comes in stages. I have friends that have actually lost their parents as well. And just seeing them, how they navigate through that grief at different seasons of their life, that has really opened my eyes um, a lot. Yes. So... You know, the holidays come and, you know, I've spent majority of my Christmases, Thanksgiving without my dad. So, you know, today's podcast is how how do we cope with it? You know what I'm saying? Um, how do I deal with it? And uh, Teresa, do you have any any dealings with grief? I'm pretty sure we all do. I do. My grief is a little different, um, not in the sense of a loss of a parent, but my grief is different from the loss of um, having, I will say, not, well, my parents are divorced, and um, that was a really tough time for me because I grew up with both parents in a household, a loving household, um, but when they divorced, it you know, it hurts me. And even though I'm 41 years old, it still affects me to this day because, you know, my dad is remarried, you know, great stepmom. Um, but at the same time, that's grief for me because whenever events came up, like my graduation from college, from grad school, from, you know, me moving, you know, to Charlotte, me buying a house, me, like all those grand events, even though everyone gets along, is still an emptiness because I will never see my two parents together together again. Yeah. So, is it used in the past? It, it used to stress me out a lot. Like when the holidays came up, I would prefer to go out of town or wow. just not deal with it, or I'd rather just be by myself. And I did spend like Christmas and Thanksgiving by myself before, um, because I didn't want to deal with the stress of I have to go to you know. My mom's house, you know, and then, you know, spend some time there, a couple of days there, then go to dad's house, spend a couple of times there. And then it's like, I feel guilty when I say, hey, you know, my mom like, hey, what you up to? I'm like, I'm gonna go to dad, you know, my dad's house, blah, blah, blah. 
and it's just kind of like it still feels awkward yeah. even though it's, <laughs> it's been years they divorced when I was 16 um officially and like I said I'm 41 years old now and it still affects me so yes I still deal with grief about that and it ain't so it's not so much that um it's not so much that like I want to see them together again. It's just the fact that it's for me. There's still a void. Yeah. Um, but luckily, God blessed me with you. I won't say luckily and God in the same sentence, but God blessed me with you. Same here. I feel the same way. And just having you there with me to navigate through those times, it helps. Um, even with our wedding, it. I mean, it was wonderful. I mean. Again, you know, everyone gets along very well. But again, for me, it's that little girl inside that says, hey, you know. Hey, big Teresa. (laughs) Only if, you know, your parents could be. So that's how I deal with grief at times. But again, I thank God for a strong support system. Yeah. um, And a loving, a loving husband. Same here. Um, If we can go back to the wedding and dealing with grief um i was so blessed to have you there because i was finally able to share and vent to somebody and they hold me up you know what i'm saying um and i'm not saying that my family didn't but i always tried to be strong for them at this time i could be vulnerable with you and you had my back and so i really do appreciate that and I love you for that you never made me feel less than a man while I was sitting there bawling my eyes out and I never will thank you I appreciate you girl appreciate you too babe so we are going to be talking about how we cope with grief in the holidays so do you have any any coping skills or how do you deal with grief um for one I pray a lot um Two scriptures come to mind. Um, the first one is um, Psalms um, chapter, 34, chapter 34, verse 18. It says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And, you know, there are times where my spirit is crushed. And when it comes to dealing with grief, that's one of the scriptures that does come to mind um, as well. And there's plenty of scriptures in the Bible, of course, that talk yeah. about grief as well but um, there's one that particularly stands out um, and it's also mentioned again in the Bible but this one is Psalms um, chapter 55 verse 22 it says cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you and there are times you know where we go through life and I find I find other things to help cope with instead of turning to God because I, I then get convicted and I'm like you know what God I didn't cast my cares on you Right. You will sustain me. So why am I turning to other things and other people and not casting my cares on you? Now, the human side of me wants to say, hey, but God isn't here physically. Sometimes I just need a hug. Yes. <laughs> I just want to cry, you know? Yeah. So what about you, babe? Um, I'll talk from the the physical perspective since you have a win spiritual hallelujah oh wow i just want to leave the people with a a little something to settle in their spirit okay um so one thing i like to do um, around the holidays that i can cope with grief is uh being being around my family and my friends you know 
as Teresa knows, I love being around family during the holidays. Um, It keeps my mind at ease. I love laughing. I love the relationships that I have with both families now. And so, you know, if I can surround myself with love during the holidays, um, I'm good. Another way that I cope with it is giving back. There has been a few years where um, I've been able and blessed to uh, donate time and work during the holidays, like giving back, serving at soup kitchens to the less fortunate. Those are good ways because you will realize that you're still blessed no matter what state you are in at that time. Right. You're still blessed to be a blessing to someone else. Right. And so... Those are, that's one, those are two ways. And the last way is just trying to remember the good times that you have had with that loved one before they transition. Um, With my grandfather, there's a few times that I I remember (laughs) that we had, like, um, had fun during the holidays. Um, Two of them was, like, my grandfather, he was consistent with giving us checks for Christmas. And hey, come on, Grandpa. I know, right? <laughs> but he never signed my check with the correct name. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> And so, out of 30, 33 years, he didn't know how to spell my name. And I, I believe he knew how to, but because he wanted to spell it N-I-C-H instead of N-I-C-K, he, that's the way he spelled it. He did it his way. He did, I, I'm not mad at him. I was just, I was concerned when I had to take that check to the bank, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so that, and, you know, we were used to a certain amount of money from him. Yeah. Until more grandkids came. So uh, for me, my, spoiled. was I? So me, my brother, and my sister, we would get a nice check for Christmas. I was like, okay, come on through. <laughs> and then my cousin started coming. I was like, okay, that check is a little slim, but okay, come on through. <laughs> then my niece and my nephew came. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. Thank you, Papa. Thanks, Granddad. Yes. He and uh, my grandfather, he loved chicken. That's where I get it from. And so knows. one year, he uh, we decided to have a crab boil for Christmas. Yeah, horrible, horrible idea. So all he comes to the house is, where's the bird? Where, where's the bird? The bird is the word. <laughs> <sighs> but I felt him on that. So we were the only two people there eating fried chicken while everybody was uh, um, eating crab legs and stuff like that. Hey, fried chicken is not a, not a bad meal, though. Hey. Right. Last story that I have about him. Um, in his later years, he decided to pick up baking. So he would bake goodies and cakes and pies and stuff like that. So one thing I want to let everybody know is don't decide on Christmas or Thanksgiving to bake something <laughs> new. Okay. So he made this pound cake with this cream cheese frosting icing type thing. Oh. Oh, it looked good. <laughs> I was, it did, sm- you, did you just... Huh? Yes, I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> it smelled good. 
until we cut into it. <laughs> it was still raw in the oh, middle. Oh, <laughs> grandpa. So needless to say, we didn't eat that. We didn't touch it. But we laughed about it and we joked with him about it. And so those are the things that keep me in good spirits around the holidays. Very good, baby. Very good. I will say that, you know, for those of you that are dealing with grief, whether it's the loss of a sibling, um, grandparent, I recently just lost the last of my grandparents in October, so I have no more living grandparents. You got my grandmama? Yeah, I do. Don't you? You know what? Praise the Lord. See how the Lord has just stepped right on in? Only every time. Shout out to Grandma Mary Ruffin. We love you. We love you. Um, <laughs> so, but, you know, I often think about that because I do miss that aspect of it as well. And I'm sure my parents do. So not only that, you know, I feel I felt much like you, Nick. You know, I had to be the strong one. You know, it was just hard seeing my mom having to go through with the loss of now both parents and my dad with the loss of both parents. So, wow. you know, still being strong for them in that aspect. But then in private, like you said before, going to, you know, being in my room or just being at home and just breaking all the way down. Um, and um, but I'm glad that God has strengthened me to be there for them. And I like the fact that we can. We reminisce and we talk and we joke yes. um, about like certain things like our grandparents used to do or something funny, especially my dad's dad with him preaching and stuff, his dentures would be slipping. Just little stuff like that, you know, just the things he used to say. What did he say, the beneficial? <laughs> <laughs> his favorite sermon was when he would get up when it was time for my, my grandfather, Lord rest his soul, um, was well into his, still preaching well into his 90s. He stood at about 6'4" tall tall guy but he whenever he would preach his go-to sermon was in the insurance policy come on now but we already knew where it was going because he's preached it over the years so many times and he was like you know the insurance policy and i'm the beneficial of it not beneficiary but beneficial oh wow and Lord, that just that still blesses me to this day. Come so on, we beneficial. we still laugh about it, but we're not doing it in a picking way. It's just good memories for us when we see things like that, or we talk about my grandmother's homemade biscuits, where my dad tried to mimic the recipe and it didn't go so well. Oh wow! Yeah, it was still flour left on top of it, and it just tastes like a whole mound of flour. But God bless you, Dad. You could cook in other areas, but those biscuits just wetting it. But um, I got faith in you, pops. <laughs> So it's just things like that, thinking about the good memories that definitely um, it helps me cope with that. And, you know, the loss of, you know, some of my my dad and my mom's, their siblings. So they deal with all of that as well. And um, even with my best friend, uh, with the loss of her dad, um, it still hits me and it hits her pretty hard. And I try to be there the best way I can for her. So I think, you know, as you and I continue to grow in yeah. this area that God will strengthen us. And now that, you know, we've been appointing o over the widow and grief share ministry that um, we, too, will be actually learning um, throughout this process. So yeah. I think God picked two great people for this. So as we continue to learn and help others, we will be helping ourselves as well. And I thank God for that. Yeah. You know, in the 
the words of the right Reverend Ronald Isley. Oh, sometimes, wow. sometimes I find myself drifting on the memory. Huh? Wow. Yes. Yes, Lord. And with that, folks, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to uh, transition into another segment. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. So now we're going to jump into some of our favorite holiday stories. We already shared a little bit with you, yeah. just in general. But and then we're going to talk about some of our top holiday songs, top holiday foods. And then we're going to conclude. We're going to do a quick shout outs to a, a few folks as well. But um, so, babe, what was what's one of your favorite holiday stories? Uh, One of my favorite holiday stories. So I, I remember around the holidays that uh I never liked chitlins, right? And we about to talk about grandma cooking those chitlins. Yes, we are. Oh wow! My grandma would cook them in in the house, oh, and we would have to open windows in the in the winter <laughs> because the house was so raw. I mean, uh, it was just it was bad. Like There's nothing. I, who? Oh, I'm sorry, yes. grandma. We love you, but we love Lord. you. But that I remember that that. It's rough. <laughs> like, I remember opening the window and sleeping outside. Like, my head was hanging outside the window. Oh, gosh. It was it was bad. Um, So, one of, you know, one of the worst whoopings I got in my life. No, with them cookies. Nah, not that. Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. In another podcast. But, I think we did in the first one. Okay. Um, I got a whooping because I broke the most expensive Christmas gift within 24 hours. Oh, I would have told your butt up too. Yeah, so I, at that time, you remember Sears and Roebuck? Yeah. <laughs> Sears was it. Sears. That, that catalog come out, man. Yes, I got Shoot. I got an electric drum set. Oh, oh, you were fancy. Yeah, I was on my way to being a musician. Mm. But I wanted to be a wrestler at the same time. Oh, wow. So after I got the Christmas present, the very next day, we had friends over, and we had a bump bed. I'm just shaking my head and already. We, we love wrestling. We like jumping off the top one. Wow. So we jumped off the top one. We missed each other, but I fell on my drum set. <gasps> yeah. Your brand new my electric mom. drum set. It was in the pieces. And my mom, I was like, can't you just take it back? She was like, No. And mm. so I had to put, first of all, after I got a whooping, I had to put the drum pieces on different chairs and play it like that. That was, that was pretty bad. I would have told you. Yeah. You knew better. Yeah, that was, those are a few of my stories. What about you? Well, for me, I would say I was nine going on 10. And I can remember we were building our house from scratch my mom and dad will you know we would go out there to the site we could see the progress of you know them building the house yeah. and um it was time for us to move on in man what a happy day that was oh happy day so for the time being my sister and i still shared a room because 
we didn't know what they were doing was getting the other room ready so we could have our own rooms. Oh, wow. So we shared a room before because we had bunk beds, which my dad built. Shout out to dad. And, and we had a swing set under it, too. Yeah, my dad was just very creative. But nonetheless, I digress. So we... <laughs> <laughs> so I remember on Christmas morning, we wake up. Y'all, I'm telling you, it was just like, I don't know what kind of Christmas that was. My parents went all out. We, me and my sister had brand new TVs to go. Um, we had brand new TVs. So in, my he- in my head, I'm kind of like, well, why does Tawana have a TV? And I have a TV, like, we're sharing a room. Like, how that's going to work? But nonetheless, my dad had a whole weight bench set. Like, it was, I'm telling you, we was rolling in the dough, okay? We, I see. We, we weren't rich by any means. Y'all out here buying houses. Y'all <laughs> y'all had some type of money. Hey, that was the Lord. Don't do not do that. Okay. We, we, we would not apologize for how the Lord blessed us that year. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I mean, I just remember, and actually we still have pictures we took with a Polaroid. And I remember the Rudolph the um, Red-Nosed Reindeer um, nightgown that I had on. My hair was slit back in a little ponytail, like it is now, okay. nonetheless. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, um, I remember waking up that Christmas morning, and I mean, just the TV alone, that just did it for me. I could barely remember what else I got because... Let me tell you, if, if any of y'all knew, y'all thought y'all was grown when your parents handed you down the 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 TV, you know, that they've upgraded from. That's what we had in our room, but the picture wasn't clear, so y'all just had to beat it on the top. But when my parents were asleep and I wanted to watch TV, I couldn't just sit there and be like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> so it was like a soft bam. But when I saw that TV, man, it was a 19-inch. You couldn't tell me nothing. Nothing? Okay. Nothing. So Tawana ended up getting the TV-VCR combo. Oh. That tells our age, right? Right. So you couldn't tell her nothing either. So I remembered um, they walked us to the back, and then they were just like, hey, I'm thinking like, okay, well, we sharing a room, but we have two TVs. Like, how is this going to work? When they opened up that other door, it was Tawana's room. Oh, wow. We were so happy. Tawana had her own room. I had my own room. Now you really couldn't tell me nothing. Can't so tell you nothing. TVs. That, like I said, I, we got other things, too. Actually, we, I did get a wedding, a wedding dress Barbie, a wedding day Barbie. I actually still have her in the box as we speak. I never took her out to play with her. I actually have it in our house now, babe. Oh, that's something else I need to throw away. No, you will not. So, um, <laughs> that is one of my favorite, favorite holiday stories is just the sheer joy that all four of us had at the time. Um, my brother came over later. Um, but just the sheer joy and happiness that my family felt, you know, we were in a new home um, you know, we had our own rooms. My dad had this weight bench and I mean, I'm telling you, it's just like we was rolling in dough that year. So somebody had a good Christmas bonus that year. Praise Come the Lord. Um, you know, it wasn't everything off my Sears and JCPenney's Christmas list but from those catalogs, lot. but it was more than enough. And I thank the Lord for that. So that's <laughs> one of my favorite holiday stories. Yes. Now we're going to transition. So, so from holiday stories to holiday songs and holiday foods. Now, okay. We already got an inkling of what Grandma Mary likes. She likes chitlins. That's not it for yeah. me. But um, what are some of your top holiday songs? And I know what my favorite one is, but what's yours? Off Gate 
Yes. My favorite holiday song is This Christmas by Don, Donnie Hathaway. I knew you were going to say that. Yes, I've I've been playing it since after Christmas. We know. After uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. After Thanksgiving. Yes, we know. Yes, that's my favorite holiday song. Uh, top two, well, in second place is What Do the Lonely Do at Christmas? Why does that song resonate with you like that? Because <laughs> it's a depressing <laughs> song. But it's funny. Uh, you know, it's just funny to me. That's that's top two. Wow. Well, my top two are... So it's two versions. Two of my favorite versions of this song is Favorite Things. One is by John um, Coltrane. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the saxophonist, the jazz saxophonist um one of my favorite favorite all-time um jazz musicians that's who I really really love John Coltrane is my top along with Nina Simone Frank Sinatra all of those but um his rendition of favorite things lord that and then the Supremes it has to be the Supremes version as well favorite things okay anybody else that sings it I'm like no I don't want to hear it it don't it doesn't compare is if it's not John Coltrane um or the Supreme singing it I don't want to hear it okay and then the last song I would say my second song might would be my top two is Merry Christmas Baby by Otis Redding I can play that song over and over and over again. That is my song. Because when that breakdown come on, when he said Santa came down the chimney, I said, you better come on, Otis. You better sing that song. But those are my favorite two top songs. Now, when it comes to holiday foods, we all overindulge in some type of way. Yes. So what is your go-to, like your guilty pleasure? This might sound weird but i love turkey lord knows nick can eat turkey all during the year i eat it on one good day and i'm good to go i like a good sub turkey sandwich but no i like this one i I can (laughs) eat anything turkey turkey wings turkey necks when we go to a barbecue place, I always get brisket. He always, man, you don't want no smoked turkey. No, smoked like you turkey. about to turkey me to death. No, I don't want it. So, yes, I, I'm the person who wants the traditional Thanksgiving meal and Christmas meal to be the same thing. No, turkey, ham, all of that. Mm-mm. If I done had it once, I don't want it anymore. That's it. My one time a year. I'm good to go. Okay. um, That's, that's one thing. What's another um, thing that I have to have at the holidays? Go ahead, baby. Let you, you tell your top two and I'll come back. I would say for me, I have to have eggnog. Okay. Um, now that I'm a little older, I have to get the one without the lactose because we all know how that goes. Yes. But yes, I don't mind a little spiked eggnog, but praise the Lord. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, but my dad, growing up, we always drank eggnog around Christmas. Like, always. Ever since I was little, we've uh, my dad would always get that Mayola carton. Okay, I know what you're talking about. With eggnog <laughs> yeah. and cursive and this green, white, and red. That, and I remember that carton ever since I was little. So, eggnog is always a must around this season. 
As far as favorite foods, I mean, of course, my mom has everybody addicted to her pumpkin bread. I was going to say that might be my top two. I want to say it is because Nick's family is going crazy over. Shout out to my mama baking the pumpkin bread. That Lord. pumpkin bread is clutch. And I talked to her yesterday. She's been baking all day yesterday. So you and your family will yes. have... Somebody might have it, but it's going to be upstairs. Oh, I hope they don't listen to this podcast because they're going to be very upset. Um. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Um, we call it Christmas crack. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, this lady at, at my home church, her name is Carla. Shout out to Carla. She makes a this Christmas candy trail mix type stuff with like white chocolate Mm -hmm. drizzled on it every year i have to have it Mm. and that's why we call it christmas crack but shout out to carla because she gave me a bag last night and um i haven't tasted it yet but i have been hearing so much about it so i will if she won't if if Teresa won't eat it oh no i'm eating it you're not having it thank you i was about to say because it will get gone oh no I would say for me, another favorite is, um, it's a family recipe. My great aunt, my dad's aunt, um, Lord rest her soul, Aunt Jane, she used to make um, million dollar pie. And so my mom has um, carried on that recipe. I just remember, oh Lord, it's so good, y'all. It's basically like crushed pineapple, condensed milk, who whip, put it all into a graham cracker crust with, you know, lemon juice as well. You mix it all in, let it set. Ooh, father, I'm oh, telling you. It sounds good. It's a nice treat. Okay. Um, so that, the eggnog, and then um, I make a breakfast casserole every Christmas. Okay. So it's basically um, crescent crescent roll dough, do eggs, ground turkey, breakfast sausage, onions, peppers, cheese. You going to do it, it this year? We already hosting Christmas brunch. Don't push it, but. Okay. Yes, that's enough. We may or may not. I may cook it for the house. Yes, but do it. Those are Christmas-y. our favorite yes. songs and our favorite foods. I'm pretty sure we could probably go on. Um, so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with the conclusion. back so we are at the conclusion of this podcast we hope um what we shared personally um definitely resonated with some of you and we know that it's not always a joyous occasion this time of year and for other holidays but we wanted to bring some encouragement hopefully through what we shared in our stories and even the scriptures that we shared we pray that it definitely um, resonated with you in some type of way and definitely just hit us up and give us some feedback on what you thought we didn't want to make the podcast too long but we wanted to touch on those but then also um, have you know pretty much kind of like a joyous part of it we didn't want it to be so downtrodden and so sad Um, but at the same time we wanted to we felt it was important to do this particular podcast because we've realized there's a lot of people dealing with grief this time of year and then throughout other holidays yeah. as well, but especially this season. Yeah. Um, so I hope we've said something to brighten your day or 
giving you giving you some tips to help you cope with grief. If you are grieving, you can reach out to us um, at Kendall Crawford, the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Or you can email us and we will get back with you. Our email address is candidlycrawford at gmail.com. So you have a friend in us. Definitely. And you're not a bother. And you're not alone. So we love you guys and we want to invite you as we always do. Um, You could definitely join us um, in worship on Saturdays at noon for Sabbath service. We're not having any for the rest of the year 2022, but um, at noon um, at Uplift Christian Ministries at 9100 Olmstead Drive, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28262. Also on Sundays at 1055 a.m. Yes. Um, for our Sunday worship service. And um, again, same address, 9100 Olmstead Drive, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28262. Shout out to our very own pastor, Pastor Lionel Means Jr., along with First Lady Ashaki Means. We love you guys. Um, thank you so much for all of your support and even, you know, allowing and entrusting us to lead some of the ministries that we are over. And um, if you can't join us in person, definitely make sure that you can join us virtually. Um, just type in Uplift Christian Ministries. You can search for it on YouTube and Facebook. All of the streams stay there on those sites. So if you're not able to make it at those times, you still can watch them at a later time as well. You might even catch Nick. Nick, you know, he's a minister for those of you who don't know. Yeah. My baby is a minister and he's actually been bringing forth the word a few times this year. And I'm very proud of him and and um it's and, all God. and where God is really taking him so definitely join us also join us for Bible study online or in person as well on Wednesdays at 7 and then prayer meeting if you have a prayer request at any given time it doesn't have to be just on Tuesdays where we have the prayer meeting at 6:30 p.m. but any prayer request or anything you email us catch us you know as Nick said Kennedy Crawford um, Kennedy Crawford on all social media sites and then also Kennedy Crawford at gmail.com. We love you guys. Please, we are always open to ideas for new topics. If you have any questions, we can always do a part two um, of this episode as well. But we want to say that we love you. Yes. We're here to support you in every way that we can. And thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to us. Any parting words, babe? No, just Merry Christmas. Um, And a happy new year. We're going to come back 2023 with some banging podcasts, some ideas, some topics. So just be on the lookout for us. Definitely. And it's definitely definitely going to get a a little personal. Like we're not just doing like little fluff topics. We're hitting real life topics. So if you guys have any topics you want us to, to speak on, definitely hit us up. But where can they find us again, babe? Candidly Crawford on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Anchor, Spotify. Thank you. Follow Candidly Crawford. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe and share so we can continue to be more visible and spread the word to help others as well because that's our mission. It's not us. It's all God. Yep. All, all right. right. Well, Merry Christmas, guys. Happy Merry New Year. Merry Christmas, baby. No, didn't treat me right. Leave it to Otis. Thank you. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.